If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Heavens to Megatroid. The the others. Alright, y'all. Welcome to episode 12 of Can't Call It. Yeah. With your boy Jay Kill. And your boy Jay Wright. And we bike is up. (laughs) Episode 12. We a week away from the beginning of the season week zero kicks off in a couple of days and shit we we here to, to turn up man for the season get started bro how you feeling man i'm so excited i feel like a kid on christmas well nah, i can't say christmas morning the day before christmas you know because it's just that anticipation because you think your parents got a bonus and you don't know what's gonna be under that tree and it might be a big wheel could be it might be some socks Yep, could be some batteries. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Your mama tried to get you batteries for Christmas before. Man. <laughs> Look, times is hard, bro. You, you get, hey, I feel you. Whatever gets you had last year, put some batteries in it and run it again. Run it back. My, my grandparents, that was that was their move for years, dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Socks, you, draws, batteries. Yeah. Cause you know Shit that you kind of need, but not really. Exactly, it's not what you want, but it's what yeah. you need. It's what you need. Grandparents are good for that type of those type of gifts, especially that generation that went through civil rights. They give you what you need. You know, really you ever you ever got a Bible for your birthday? Man, nah, <laughs> nah. nah. Uh, my auntie, rest in peace, Aunt Jessie, man. She got me a Bible for my birthday with my name on it. Hey. And I was like, that's cool. But I was kind of hoping <laughs> for some days. <laughs> yeah. Was your name engraved on it or was it just it was a... engraved? It, okay, yeah, okay. It was calligraphy, that's... calligraphy. Yeah. 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 I had got one of those from my church, but they forgot to put like to fill out the rest of it. It just had my name on it. But yeah. if anybody asks if I know my Lord Jesus Christ, I got the Bible. Well, I mean, I did want some J's, and technically, she got me Jesus. So. Yeah, yeah, you got to be specific. <laughs> right? You got to be, be, be specific <laughs> with your prayers. Yeah, you can't just say you want some J's. They're gonna send you some Jesus. <laughs> God say, be specific with your prayers. Hey man, that's all it takes. Specificity, and you that's can right. But, man. Yeah. So yeah, we got we got stuff to catch up on, man. So we we going to educate you guys today, give you a little update on the the roster. You know, a lot of y'all haven't really been paying that much attention, so we're gonna get y'all right. So y'all sound like some like y'all know what y'all talking about the water cooler. Right. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna go position by position today. But before we get into that, uh, new announcement, man, twenty twenty four. We going yeah. to Vegas. Yeah. We going to Vegas. The house that Al Davis built, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Javon Walker. We out yeah. here, baby. Tell them, tell them, tell them the headline, man, because I can't even say it. Tell them what it is. Man. 
So LSU 2024 signed a deal to play the University of Southern California, the Trojans, mm. in Vegas in the, in the Raiders Stadium. I don't know what it's called. Uh, We're gonna call it the Jeff Martin Bowl. Okay, yes. Yeah, sh- shout out to Jeff, former yeah. LSU Tiger, out there at uh, USC. But yeah, man, what, what you think about this, bro? We're going to the house that Al Davis built, the Death Star in the desert, USC. LSU, it don't get two more premier programs than those two. And it's going to be good for recruiting. It's going to yep. be good for exposure. You're going to have yep. some some kids out there like, ah, oh, dang, I was thinking about LSU. They playing USC. That's cool. They're going to come to the game, you know. And I feel like it's going to be by that time, USC probably going to have a new coach. So it's going to be some excitement. <laughs> You know, you know how it is when you get new coaches. Like, yeah. oh, kick up the dust. So, you know, hopefully Lindell White, Reggie Bush, and Matt Liner show up. And we have Honey Badger and Odell Beckham and them show up. And yep. Start stay the sidelines. And just be a good time, you know, out in Vegas on the strip. So, I'm going to try to get my tickets. I'm going to, you know, send me cash out, free Hippie J. Or I'm going to open up all the fans or something. And y'all, you know, make this thing pop. We're going to get it popping out there for real. Man, yeah, I think it's dope, bro. I mean, being on the West Coast, we already gonna see the influence this coming weekend. Um, yeah. going to LA, but I think playing the the premier school, uh, in football at least, not not the, the basketball school, um, in UCLA. But um, man, I, I'm excited, bro. I think it's, it's a dope look. LSU's been putting some some great kickoff games. You know, it's like every three or four years we we come up with one of them premier ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jerry World. But Oregon State, I mean, Oregon, excuse me, uh, what was another good one? The uh, Wisconsin over in Lambeau, even though we <clears throat> lost that one. But, uh, yeah, man, coming to Houston, uh, just doing a, just doing something different, man. It's not the same old, same old uh, oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A kickoff against yeah. North Carolina a few years back. That was yeah, dope. Yeah, so. Miami and uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Miami was in Houston, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because I've been yeah. watching all the opening games for the last, like, two days or so. That BYU yeah. game, they got moved to New Orleans. That was a good one. Yep, yep. BYU, because you just see the freshmen on display. All the kids they was talking about in camp shine in that game. You see the building blocks for the national championship team from 2019 and that 2017. Yep. So... Yeah, this is this is this gonna be cool, man. Twenty twenty four seems like it's a far away, but it'll be here. Not really, not really. You know, man. So yeah, that was that was exciting. Um, so uh, some other uh, oh, let's make another headline too. I didn't even tell you about this in the the pregame, but the uh, the new mandate uh, for Tiger Stadium this year, you got to get that shot if you want to come to the game. Um. Mm Or, or you have to get a, a test within 72 hours of coming to the game. Um, so, pretty big news, man. You know, uh, Louisiana does have mandates, but from talking to my peoples, uh, sounds like that ain't really what's being enforced. So, what nah, say ye about uh, these these rules, man? Man, look, it's a necessary mandate. It's, mandate can't get more mandated than that. Like, you, it's got to be done, man. Louisiana is a hot spot. And yeah. right now, the numbers are going up. They got hospitals almost at full capacity in every way. And 
people are upset because they got to show that they don't have something to get into a football game. Like, come on, man. Come on. Just, yeah. just, just fall in line and do it. Because what's going to happen is if they didn't have the mandates, you go to the game, the numbers are just going to spike up even more. And it's going to be like, what's the blame? Oh, well, all these 100,000 people is at the LSU game. Yep. So, yeah, I, I look at it from several standpoints, from a from a social responsibility standpoint, you know, LSU being the premier university kind of leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's face it, man, it, it's, it's, it's very few things that you can get the majority of people in Louisiana to do unanimously. And going to a football game is one of them. So yeah. if all I got to do, if I got to go to a football game and I got to get a shot, Damn it, I'm getting the shot. Like that's what yeah. people thinking, and even the anti-vaxxers. Um, so I think I think it's a dope move, man. And you know, selfishly, it's also a business move. Like if, if pe- too many people are getting sick, the them, them stands not getting filled up, and you know they losing money. So yeah. either way it goes, if you don't want to get the shot, somebody else will. Hey, <laughs> so <laughs> it's a come up. It's a come up too. If you making fake vaccine cards, because I hey, I would be right there. We, we know they out there on Nicholson. They out there <laughs> selling them. And up. The price is going up. What's the price? Price is <laughs> going up. Hold on. <laughs> we making money, man. Tell you, I'm trying to get to 2024 to to Vegas, and that's going to yes, sir. Uh, and then before we get to these, these position groups, one more big announcement in college football. Uh, the Alliance. Uh, what the hell, man? <laughs> what in the hell is man. this? Do I, should I read it for the people? Yeah, man, because I, I still don't know the full gist of it. Go ahead. put Lay it out this, there. So that's a long-ass tweet from Adam uh, Rittenberg from SI. Mm. Uh, shout out! Shout out to our teachers that tell us about MLA quoting your sources. Um, I'm gonna skip all this shit. Look, here we go. The three conferences. When I say the conferences, we we talk about the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Uh, mm. They formed an alliance, uh, but to bring 41 world-class institutions together in a collaborative approach surrounding the future of college football. Okay, we're gonna skip to the to the good stuff. The three conferences remain competitors in every sense, but are committed to collaborating and providing thought leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics, including, here we go with the bullshit, student-athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support. That sounds real good. Strong academic experience and support. Sounds real good. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Sounds real good. Social justice. Sounds good. Gender equity. Sounds good. Future structure of the NCAA, whatever. Federal legislative efforts, whatever. Postseason championships and future formats. Y'all could have skipped all that other stuff and just got straight to that point. Um, what what is this about, bro? Because I don't even see nothing that even. It, there's nothing concrete here, dog. That's what I'm saying. You know what this this reminds me of? Everybody, bear with me. Just hear me out for two minutes. Look, this is some bullshit, and I'm gonna lay it out. <laughs> Why this is some bullshit. All right. Everybody, everybody in the world has seen the Marvel movies, right? Right, right. All right. So a great threat is on the horizon. You know what that great threat is? The new SEC. Oklahoma mm. have been added to the SEC. And, mm. and now the SEC is Thanos. 
it's going to end everything for all these other conferences and schools. And so what do they do? This is not Avengers Endgame. This is Avengers Affinity War. They can mm. They came together loosely as a group. They don't even they don't even really know each other like that. This is the Zokovian uh, chorus, and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what to do. Mm-mm. There's nothing to stand on. So they're like, all right, we got to make a move quick. Put out a press release saying yep. that, hey, we in agreement that student athletes need mental health days and other bullshit to make it look like they all going to maybe merge together eventually. Now, what I do see where it could be potentially something is that this sounds like what the damn NCAA should be doing, like as a whole, as a as a as a body. Okay. What okay. I see it is eventually there will be no NCAA, and so what you'll have is the super conferences governing themselves. So you'll have the SEC, mm-hmm. the Alliance, and what the have-nots, whoever the fuck left over. And making their own little conference because SEC right now they got the tra- their own transfer rules and everything, and they're just gonna be like, yeah. "Why we got an answer to the NCAA? We don't need an investigating body. We already know what we do and what goes on in this conference. We don't need nobody else regulating regulating us and what we can make money wise." And that's the same thing that alliances, yeah. Going to but they're not gonna be able to compete initially with SEC because I mean, you add. Texas and Oklahoma to any conference, the prestige instantly goes up. So you take them out of the Big 12, which wasn't mentioned in part of the alliance, and what you got left? Nothing. There's nothing on the mm-hmm. landscape. I mean, you got Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Florida State. Them are the only four programs, really. What about the Pac-12, bro? Man, forget them. They, they don't play football out there. Oh, Oregon and, uh, <laughs> and USC, basically. Nah, I'm just, yeah, I'm saying. Stanford. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, um, so, I, I, but, well, so this is what I want to get to. So if, if yeah, you really yeah. think about it, how many premier programs are in those three conferences? Adding them up. <sighs> Not I mean, fair. run them off. Run them off. Okay. So we have what you who you said ACC. ACC premier programs. Who we got? Clemson. Clemson. Okay. Maybe maybe for maybe maybe they get back going. Yeah. Exactly. Miami's on the cusp. Possible. That's Possible. Yeah, like it's, like, it's like a six. It's like a yeah. six of spades. So I, that's what, two and a half. We'll give them two. Okay. All right. Now go possible. To, Let's go to the Big Ten. Ohio State, clearly. Michigan right now is a possible. Michigan They're, is a blue blood. But they in, don't. In history, but. Yeah. Do they matter? I don't think, like, say if they would have been added to the SEC, they wouldn't have moved the needle that much for me. You know what I mean? No. Even though their footprint is big in the north, Ohio State's clouding them right now. So, Was Wisconsin break that? Hell no. Okay. Uh, That's it. Yeah. I mean. Penn State is blue blood. It's a blue blood, but it's still – it's, so let's give them two. We'll combine Michigan and Penn State to make two. Okay, so we got four and a possible. Yeah. Uh, damn, we might go board. Let's see, uh, Pac-12. <laughs> USC, Oregon. That's it. That's it. 
That's no it. stand for love? Nah. They just recently remember when they upset USC? Yeah. USC was rolling. That was like their biggest win in forever. I, I gotta give it to Harbaugh and Coach Shaw to keeping them rolling, but they not a prestigious football school. I don't see yeah. them as, as a Hey, they just got they're good, they good tight end uh, factory. I give them oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what that puts six and a half. Six. Now, so, now go to the SEC. How exactly. many schools? Texas, yeah. Alabama, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. LSU, Georgia, yeah. Florida. Yeah. I mean, you get shit. You could. What's that? I'm feel like I'm missing somebody. LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas. That's six. And that's I would say I would say Auburn as a possible every four years. Possible, yeah. yeah. They they have a good rotation. That's seven. That's we'll give them a half. Six and a half. Yeah. Just in one conference. Yep. So the balances are equal. That's I mean, out of out of forty one, we came with six and a half out of 14, 16, 16 yeah. we got six and a half. So it's like, nah, nah. And LSU, I mean, the SEC, really, those other programs are contenders except for Vanderbilt. The, those other programs have good teams every now and then. Like, you have, yeah. like, a Mississippi State team that breaks through every now and then. Yep. All oh, this team that's viable every now and then. Shit, oh, we left out Texas A&M. Low-key, yeah. they on the cusp. So, Arkansas yeah. uh, can get hot. Kentucky gets good every six or seven years. So, yeah, yeah. So, South Carolina has shown moments. Yeah, they need to bring back Steve. Oh Curry. shit! Uh, Tennessee's a blue blood. They just ain't got it together. So, yeah. R.I.P. Tennessee. Man, good former man. One um, day, I don't know if T. Martin walking through that door. Peerless uh, Price ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Kelly Washington ain't walking through that door. Shit, Reggie Robert White ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Robert Meacham ain't walking through that door. Arian Foster ain't walking through that door. Man. Damn. One, uh, one of them Lewises. Uh, yeah. Jamal, Jamal Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. He ain't walking through there. Al Wilson ain't walking through that door. Damn. Eric Berry. Eric Berry ain't walking through that door. <laughs> man. That dude was a dog. Bruh. Man, that cancer, bruh. Man, for real. Man. I'm well, that can, that concludes our uh <laughs> I got somber for us. Our our, our nine uh LSU uh takes. Yeah. So let's get to the point, man. So yeah, we here to inform the people and, and keep y'all up to date. I know a lot of you LSU fans, you know. Y'all scrambling, y'all y'all getting ready for the season. Y'all like y'all got y'all new y'all new shirts, your new hats. Got to get yeah. fresh. Now you like, oh damn, I don't know who on the team no more. Let me let me see what's going on here. So don't worry, here at Kent College, we got you covered. We got you. We got you with our senior uh, roster expert, Jay Wright. Uh, he knows <laughs> his team like the back of his hand. My man sends me recruiting videos. He knows who's doing what. He knows these players have for breakfast. He knows they 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 baby sister's favorite lunch. Like my, my man is is locked in. So we're gonna go position by position. Group. Let's do it. Um 
Well, we're gonna start with the uh, with the quarterback. So what I want you to do for me, man, is, is kind of give me who's the obvious, who's the name you have to know, like who's the starter, obviously, and then give me like one surprise name in each position group to kind of look out for if 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 you're not really yeah. keyed in like that. So quarterback, we know Max Johnson is the starter, yeah. but what, what's what's something to look at with this quarterback group that we may not know? Yeah, so Max Johnson is the starter. We only got two quarterbacks on the roster right now that are scholarship. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he's a lefty. He has great anticipation in his throws. He's mobile, and he is the son of an NFL quarterback. So he has that coach. Shout out to Brad Johnson. Shout out to Big Bad Brad. But uh, enough about him. He's a starter. He's going to come yeah. in. He's going to be solid. I think he's going to do well. And I think him and Pete's have a good relationship and play calling wise is going to actually help the run game that he is mobile. So I think we're going to be good there. The person that I'm excited about, I've always been on the nuts bus and it's Garrett, bus. that's Garrett Nussmeyer. All right. So anybody that watches hard knocks, his dad is the quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys. So he's also a coach's kid. Mm. And he has some intangibles about him. Just, he gives you more of, I wouldn't say freelance, but he, he takes a few more chances, but that could, that also leads to a lot of more boom plays, you know, big plays downfield, plays where he's able to extend with his legs. He's a bit smaller than Max Johnson. He's not 6'5". He's more so like 5'11", 6 foot. But he can throw it. He can sling it. So only thing is that he doesn't have that experience yet. And give me a uh, give me a compare like a who does he compare to man. that people may know. Oh, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say it. Johnny Manziel. Mm, okay, College Manziel, I'll take it. Yeah, I see a little Manziel in him, and that's does just... he have Mahomes potential? Nah, nobody. Not, not has quite that. the arm. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Not the arm talent of Mahomes. If he gets reined in, I'll put it more like this: because Manziel is hyperbole. Nobody really plays like that person. Baker Zach. Mayfield. Zach Wilson, BYU. Zach Wilson. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's who I see more of. He has a great arm, and it can it'll get stronger as he develops. And so I think, and he can have six. Yeah, and he can. <laughs> He's probably doing it right now as we record. In Tigerland, but I like the kid. The nuts bus, get on board. Nuts bus. He's the right, so that's quarterback. That's probably the easiest one to go through. Yeah. Uh, the next one, I think we kind of know early on what it's going to be, but I think there's there's some some room for uh for some changes here. Running back, uh, yeah. we got the 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 juniors, um, mm-hmm. TDP and John Emery Jr. Um, but what what else do you think about this group, man? We know there's some 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 names, some freshmen. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the presumptive starter is going to be TDP Ty Davis Price, and he's a power back, one cut go more so oh. reminds you of Ali Broussard in a sense or uh, some of the older backs back in the day. And Charles he's Scottish, Charles Scottish, but okay. Stephen Reilly-ish. Exactly. Really had a little more wiggle to him. But with that being said, these young cats, I'm going to put them together. Corey Conner and Armani Goodwin, two recruits Mm. that we got in this last class. Corey Conner being from Ohio, Armani Goodwin being from Georgia. And they actually are turning heads in practice. You know, you hear that a lot about 
certain freshmen, but these guys are going to have to play. Right now, mm-hmm. Ty Davis Price and John Emery have been nicked up, banged up with nagging injuries since the season ended last year. So I, I feel like that's been an issue with both of them. Exactly. Got on campus, honestly. Yeah. So they haven't been able to shine and produce. And these freshmen are coming in with low tread on them, and they're ready to show what they can do. And so I think you might see them early in week one. They might not get the first snap, but they're going to be in the rotation. Kevin Falk is feeling the heat from how he had the backs rolling in last year with some rumblings of, hey, do we know what he's doing? And this year he's going to try to say, hey, I got some, I got, I got a stable. I'm going to show y'all. So what's uh, what's the what's the report on Josh Williams? I hear about that name quite a bit. He cool. He's like a, I want to say a walk. He's short. Yeah, he's he's, but he's a. I mean, technically he is, but he's he's more athletic than what your typical walk on is. So he'll get some carries too, especially if uh, one or two other guys go down and it's getting late in the game. We need somebody to carry the ball. Okay. He, he ran. He ran in a, f- a few games last year, like the Ole Miss and Florida guys. So he's okay. serviceable. He's serviceable. Which one of these cats can feel? Nobody could be Clyde, but who can feel that pass catching uh, role that this offense wants to run? The the early implications are John Emery, but okay. he had LASIK about two years ago, and. You would think that the offense, how shifty he is, would be catered to him catching the ball out of the backfield. But you have to, you have to be healthy. You have to be available. That's the one uh, attribute that makes you a legend. You got to be able to play. You got to be available. Got to be able so, to play. The other cat that I can see doing that is our money good one, just because he's out of the two freshman backs, he's the more shiftier one out of the two. And they're both college ready when it comes to size. I see one of the freshmen most likely on Money Good with being a, a receiving back early in the season. Okay. Well shit, let's uh let's let's move on over to wide receiver. My guy. Oh, yeah. My uh, it would it be safe to say that we're loaded at wide receiver. Almost too loaded. Yeah. I think the I, I mean I'm gonna say the only sure thing we know is Keisha Butte will be wide receiver one. Yeah. Uh after that, my God, you got to be special to get on the field at LSU, dog. Man, look, they go about 10 deep right now, and that's not just what... – Hold on. Say say that again. How how deep? About 10 deep, man. About 10. 10 deep. Yeah. The freshmen are showing out. The guys on campus are still like, able to put up some big plays in practice. But uh, nobody has really emerged as a number two. You know, we have so many body types, so many different types of receivers in that room that it's like almost as though situational. Like, what we yeah. need is it red zone? You might you might see Brian Thomas Jr. in there. He's big. He reminds you of Terrace Marshall. Six five. Then you got Malik Neighbors, another freshman that's shifty, body control, the catch with his hands. Then you got another freshman, Chris Hilton, who's speedy. You may kind of mm-hmm. remind you of Justin Jefferson. You put him in the slot and he get open and just run away from you. So it's I mean, then you got Jack Bess who plays receiver slash tight end, who's strong, solid build. 
it's, it's, it's he, he, he cut, he's cut from the LSU cloth. Exactly. And when you when you start, that's just the first one. When you start looking at that, like, oh man, we have all these weapons at your disposal. It's almost too many. You know, you you want them all to play. You got. I even mentioned Deion, Deion Smith. You got John Trey Kirkland still on the team. Jerry mm-hmm. Jenkins, like these cats are still on the teams. Devontae Lee, who had an amazing toe tap catch in the last, you know, a couple scrimmages ago. So there's plenty of people. Yeah. One of them just got to emerge. So you didn't you didn't even mention Coy Moore, uh, who got and, some burn last year. Exactly, exactly. Trey Palmer, another one. So like we've named about ten guys. You yeah. Know? And so the guy I think that's gonna emerge is the number two. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna surprise some people, but I'm gonna go Malik Neighbors, man. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. Oh, I thought you was gonna say Brian Thomas Jr. Ah, no, nah, I, I just it may have started out that way in early camp, but I just think with the more practice you get, the more reps you get, and you're going against these top DBs, and you're fearless. I think Malik Neighbors got a chip on his shoulder, too. And just from what I've been, you know, getting the inclinations and stuff from, I just think he's he's got, he's the guy that's going to emerge. Now, maybe the first week he still might not put up big numbers. Yeah. That's going to go to Kayshawn Butte. Him and Max Johnson have a relationship. But I think Malik Neighbors is going to be his breakout guy in that group. And yeah. it could be anybody else. There's nine other guys out there. But I just put my money on Malik Neighbors. I'm betting on Black right now. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and look at the last two games that Max started, I mean, it was obvious he was looking at number one oh, yeah. as his as his first, second, and third option. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, any any, I mean, obviously, if this was the, the Les Miles era, we would be looking at you know Kayshawn, um, Trey, uh, Jare, John Trey type lineup going with the experience, right? But yeah, I mean, Coach O is has kind of seemed to go with the who's the best dude on the team. Exactly, so, exactly. It's gonna be interesting, man. We got a we got a lot of experience. I mean, it's it's funny to say a lot of the all the sophomores mm-hmm. are experienced. Uh, the juniors are experienced. So we only got one damn senior, and that's a uh, John Trey. So. It's crazy. It's, it's gonna be crazy, man. It's, it's gonna be very, yeah. It, it's potential, potential, not yeah. hyperbole. Potential for some 2019 type competition. So we'll see, man. Uh, so staying in that that pass catching realm, tight end, man. Uh, Arik Gilbert is gone. Uh, yeah. we, man, that's somebody's child. I'm not gonna say nothing. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think about this group? I hear a lot about Cole Taylor. I know he played last year. Man, he put on some weight. That's what he needed to do. We yeah. Like I said, we have, you know, Jack Bess who's playing, he's kind of playing tight end too. But mm-hmm. Cole Taylor, you gotta have one inline guy that can block. And Cole Taylor being six seven. That's, six seven. That's great size when it comes to height, but Physically last year, he could be overwhelmed, especially in the run game. So they put some good weight on him. He's last indication I heard was like 250 or whatever. So um, getting him up and down the field, being able to stress the field, it's going to be it's going to be a good 
good uh, vertical threat, I think, you know, straight up the scene. And it's going to be able to allow you to have some different looks, too, because you can't just go empty backfield five wide every snap. You know, you got to get mm-hmm. some, some uh, diversity out there, some different looks. And so I think Kim and Bet will be uh, able to kind of be interchangeable in a sense. You know, with bench, you can actually split them out wide, bring them in, attach them to the line, and then run the same play that you would have ran with Cole Taylor. You know, mm, so, a little bit more versatility. Yeah. So that way, now you have a read for Maxwell. It's like, oh, they in man. Look, dude, bump down with them. I know what's coming now. You know, so just a little stuff like that, mind game wise, where these all these guys you have in these skill positions can allow you to dictate what the defense is is doing so gotcha. I think it's going to be, I think the tight end position is going to be uh very much important to the uh success of the offense you just look at 2019 when we had Thad Moss who was mm-hmm. vastly underrated even by our fans as uh, a key cog to how we were able to do things he was a great blocker great man. blocker don't and, don't forget the Alabama game man that, that, that play back. oh man. yeah oh yeah that's one of the greatest plays in LSU history, man. Um, any 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 dark horses on that tight end room? Possibly it's like a two-man race for the most part. It's, yeah, it's just a two-man race right now. Other than that, it's walk-ons and, and uh, you know, just some, some kids that were put in that spot. So right I now it's you. just those two. But, and, you know, like I said, this first game of the season, things can change by week three. So uh, I think – I right mean. Now, Another thing to look at, too, is some of these guys with size, you know, they might transition to tight end as well, some of these receivers. So, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, man, so let's let's transition to offensive line. I think this is probably – this position group here may make or break the season. I think – I don't think that's an exaggeration. A um, lot, lot of um, – a lot of experience coming back, uh, but also not necessarily our deepest uh, position group, man. So yeah. what, what, are we, what are we looking at here, man? So the guy that has the most on his plate is Chasing Hines because he's mm. coming in for uh, Darren Rosenthal, who, who left the team and went to Kentucky. Uh, left tackle is always important, but – with a left-handed quarterback, you're not guarding his blind side anymore. And so the wow. guy that has the most to prove, the one that I've always been kind of iffy about, but he's going to end his career with the most games played in LSU history is Austin Deculus. I need Austin Deculus to be able to protect Max Johnson's blind side mm. all season. It's going to be on him. Like yep. I said, Max is left-handed, so your right tackle becomes ever more important now because teams are going to put their best pass rusher on that side. And yep. so there was times last year where Austin Deckless would get beat. Everybody gets beat. but Everybody. You should, it shouldn't be noticeable, you know. And so hopefully the new offensive line coach, Brad Davis, is working with him on being consistent as being that bookend. And so he can make or break his pro career this year with how he performs and setting that edge and, and getting a clean pocket to Max Johnson. So oh, yeah. we'll, see. we'll see. 
Uh, Ed Ingram is the 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 highly touted uh, senior. Uh, he came back. Yeah. Uh, and we also got the uh, the freshman that everybody seems to be very high on, uh, Dellinger. Um, I, what do you think the key is for this offensive line? Is it is it to develop some depth? Is it to to just max out on who we actually have playing? Um, you know, we it's got Cam Wire who had who's, who's got a little bit of experience as well. Like, there's there's some names. Yeah, it's a combination of the two. The reason why I say that is because last year's offensive line didn't perform well. We couldn't run the ball really. We couldn't Mm-mm. create consistent holes. And I think partly uh, what gives me optimism is the hiring of Brad Davis. He came from Arkansas. If anybody knows anything about SEC football, is that Coach Pittman is an offensive line coach, and so. He's going to hire a good offensive line because he run his offensive line. Brad Davis was that guy. And if you watch the Arkansas offense last year, they were able to do more with less. You know, they didn't have the most talented guys, but they were able to consistently get a push. And so I think Brad Davis' uh, most important task this year is to be able to get those guys to perform to the best of their abilities. Like you said, we got Ed Ingram back. He's always been a mauler, but – can he sit in his pass block and not get beat? Can he be able to – can all these guys be able to communicate? Like Liam Shanahan coming from Harvard didn't have a real mm. offseason last year. And mm. it was, it was, there were games where he was getting beat up too. So now these guys have an opportunity to gel together and be consistent and communicate, not have any breakdowns and, and protection. And so – um, I think that's important that they all came back. And like I said, we lost there, but Chasen was, you know, is able to step in and take that spot. And I actually believe he'll do well, but they just have to be consistent, consistent, consistent. And then the guys underneath have no experience. And so if somebody does go down, I know if I'm a defense coordinator, I'm attacking. I'm attacking right away where that guy came from because there's nothing behind them with any experience. None of these guys, you know, some teams have guys that were utility guys. We don't have that. It's true. Like you said, Dellinger is a true freshman. Right. You know, a bunch of guys like Marcus Timberville and Marlon Martinez, guys like that that are just – Talent. Got talent. But yeah, just haven't been able to get on the field. It's different. It's different when you're not the biggest dude on the field no more. Yeah. And yeah. Totally different. So – yeah, that's. I think that's our make or break uh, area, man. This this team is loaded. I mean, we as we keep going, you gonna you gonna hear some names that's gonna be playing on Sundays, quite a few. So, yeah. Um, let's let's switch switch over to the other side of the ball, uh, defensive go. defensive line, man. Again, I think this is another strong point for the Tigers, man. Man, look, they deep, they deep, and it's almost like the receiver receiver group, man. Yeah. You know, and I gotta tip my hat off the head because every position group we named almost has a lot of depth stuff for tight end. I'm looking at Allie Gay, Andre mm. Anthony, mm. Glenn Logan, Farrell, mm. and Glenn Logan is going to be hurt for a while. But just I'm just saying, as an LSU fan, you've heard, you've heard these names for yeah. it seemed like for forever. Glenn Logan and Neil Farrell have been on campus. I mean, graduate students, yep. So it's like they got to be collecting AARP soon. I mean, you got <laughs> uh, the new blood coming in, like you said, BJ Argelaire, who last year I think should have been SEC defensive freshman of the year. Dude, was a 
a monster coming monster. Up. And they say he's put on good weight. His brother was an early pick in the draft. So, you know, is that it's, it's in him. He has greatness in him. Ali Gay is a monster, too. So, uh, Mason Smith, the true mm-hmm. freshman, that's the, the guy. The highly touted. Man, that's the guy that has all the potential in the world. And they, right now they say he's not playing like a freshman. So I think he's going to be, by the end of the season, the the, the breakout player. On the can, can we can we take a, a second? Mm-hmm. Six, six. Yeah. Almost 300 pounds. Yeah. Five-star? Is he five-star? Yeah, five-star. He's wearing number zero, folks. Uh, yeah. He's going to be noticeable on the field, dog. Oh, yeah. He's going to be noticeable. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, just think about who we signed a year before that with Jacoby. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got Jaquel and Roy. Like, yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's some dudes in that room. You it's know? some dudes. It's some Joes. Yeah. Some Jimmy's yeah. and Joes. Yeah. And, it, and, and so now, in years past, we really couldn't rotate defensive lineman like we were accustomed to at LSU. Infamously, Chris and LaCouture didn't come out the game against Florida. <laughs> at the end of the last tenure, he, he didn't come out the game. What, what, what'd you call him, Christian? What? LaCouture. <laughs> LaCouture. I I'm just, <laughs> hey, I'm going to call him LaCouture, man. I'm going to call him LaCouture for the Oh, uh, man. He's from Nebraska, but I'm calling him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean, man. Dude, dude, they come out the gang against right, and out of necessity. Yeah, we didn't have nobody else. Now <laughs> we can rotate guys. You know, that's what I've always envied about Auburn. They, yeah. they, they were always second tier program in Alabama. The second, the second program, but they always but had damn a it. Defense and a defensive line. Damn it, they put some damn defensive linemen in the NFL, bro. Yes. Shout out to I, I tip my hats off to them. I hate them, but I tip my yeah. hats off. I respect them. D forward so, out here is still causing havoc, man. Man, but that's what that's what we're finally getting to is a SEC defensive line. I'm 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 just salivating thinking about it. Like, man, and we hit a quarterback. We need yeah. to hit a quarterback. And affect them in the game. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, we we haven't been putting up a lot of sack numbers. I mean, part of that is you know the way the game is played now. You just you don't have the time to get to a quarterback anymore. But man, it it just seems like those LSU defenses of old. You know, always had you know a a hell of a defensive line, man. So oh yeah, yeah for sure. Shout out Michael Brockers and shout out Michael Brockers. Shout out. Pep Livingston, because we had two or three classes together, and he was always thorough with the homework. Shout out, Pep. Yep. Shout out, Marlon Favorite. Yeah, uh, big fave. Yeah, big fave. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's let's move over to linebacker, man. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of people uh, in the linebacker position, but I, I think it's pretty. It's not a lot of names that's gonna matter. Uh, it, it's yeah. a few. It's a few. But uh, let, let's talk about who you've seen as projected starters, who, who's going to get in the rotation. Yeah, it's, it's right now, the, it's a 
a dearth of talent in that group too. Uh, but I think this this defensive staff is smart enough to know that Demon Clark doesn't need to be in the middle. They, I mm. think he's going to be put on the edge as an outside linebacker or even a pass rush specialist because. So is he returning to his his 2019 position? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which leaves two spots in the middle open. Um, even though we're not running a 3-4, you still need to have two middle linebackers, uh, especially with today's offenses that are prevalent. So are we looking at the transfer? Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones? Jones? Man, 281-330-8004. Call Mike Jones up on the low. Yeah, I was about to blow. He finna blow up, man. I think yeah. uh, he's he's still getting his bearings though. So I I say week one, Michael Baskerville. Okay, starter in the middle of the linebacker spot. The uh, senior. Yeah, I think he's just gonna be that guy in the middle when you see that first snap taken. Now that doesn't mean he stays there. I think you're gonna see a rotation between him, Bug Strong. And Mike Jones, who Mike Jones, and they're yeah. gonna rotate in that spot now. The hold outside. on, hold on, hold on, go back, bro. Go back. What, what's Bud's real name, dog? Navantique. <laughs> <laughs> Navantique. You know what's funny is on the official website they put a, a ear next to people uh, who have names with pronunciation guides. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. put one next to Bud's, dog. They just. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't got it. Uh, trying, just, just figure it out. Figure we it out. The, we left his mama a voicemail. She ain't calling. <laughs> she ain't My calling. Bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> let's let's stay on track. Let's stay on track. Uh, what about uh Jared Small? Does does he get some burn? Yeah, I I, I would say so. Um, More as a sub. Yeah, kind of like. The back of the he come in every now and then. I gotta stop saying people fools. Yeah, uh, this saying people are real government names. Dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. What about a, a name I hear about a lot of Greg Ken? Freshman, yeah, solid. I see. I think he needs another year of season. Him, Antoine Sanford, and Josh okay. White. I think okay. they still need. I, they still need some seasoning on them. But yeah. you might see them. You might see them in the game, especially when we uh, play some of the lesser opponents. But uh, I just think the future is bright in that position group. Um, we're going to see a lot of those guys probably rotate in. But that, the, when you see them, when it's when we in the crucible moments and the fire is getting hot, it's going to be uh, Michael Baskerville. It's going to be them seniors, not Bantique and uh, yeah. Mike Jones. You know, bit. Okay, so, well, the time has come to move on to uh, what we're known for here at LSU. Yeah. Uh, DBU. First yeah. off, is DBU bike? For so, For so. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because last year was uh, uh, an anomaly. That ain't going to happen no more. Mm-mm. Corey Raymond still back there coaching them up. Mm-hmm. We, got a, we got a defensive coordinator that was an NFL secondary coach mm-hmm. back there helping the safeties out, and he's 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 a he's a thinking man too. So 
And then we just signed the top safety class since maybe when we got Grant Delpit, Jacoby Stevens, and Ty Harris in one class. Like, mm. to have Sage Ryan, mm. Matthew Langua, mm. and uh, just, to, just to add those bodies back there, you know, and then to move Jay Ward back to safety. Then to get mm. Major Burns transfer in. Mm. Still have Ty Harris on campus. Mm. Ty Harris grown now. Yeah, grown man. Uh, I feel good about the safety group. Last year, not so much. I, I, and I would say part of that was scheme and communication. But I don't see that happening this year. And I see Jay Ward as a playmaker, like, Dark Horse Heisman. I mean, Dark Horse Thorpe contender, not Heisman. Thorpe contender. Thorpe, yeah, Thorpe. The preemptive favorite is definitely Stingley. Not far below is Ricks. We know about Mm. Cordell Mm. Fox. Dog. Mm. You know, three dogs right there. Sage Ryan can actually play nickel, too, so you put him in, you know. Hello, man. Don't forget my boy. Who who you missing? Dwight. McLaughlin, dog. Come on, man. You know I you know I like Dwight, man. You know I like Dwight. Yeah, man. Don't put like Dwight, Dwight as a as a third corner. I don't even see him as nickel though. I see him as a boundary corner. I see him as like That's what I'm line. saying. He he's a great he's a great insurance policy. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially he has more confidence now. Uh, I think last year he he wasn't expecting to be thrown in the fire like that. He got a couple passes caught on, but who didn't last year? Hey, yeah, I, I watched that Florida game again uh, this week, and man, that dude showed me something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he yeah. got picked on, but he made the adjustments, yeah. and yeah, he wasn't I mean, afraid. Yeah, I think uh, shit, I'm I'm even leaving out some of the other safeties. Oh, man. you forgot about um Jordan Toes and Derek yeah. Mayers. Like, where, where do you see uh, Darren Evans, the nickel state transfer, fitting in there? This, this another insurance policy, like solid guy, man. not gonna be afraid. No, type of, type of cat. Can we be honest? That's a whiff, man. We should. <laughs> I'm sorry if he's listening. I'm sorry. You could get on. You could come on the show and defend yourself, but that was a whiff. He, I, he. This, this competition too. Too high for him, man. I, man, uh, it happens. It happens. It happens, dog. It happens. So, Terrence uh, Alexander, the, the transfer from Stanford a few years ago. It happened. Oh, oh, Lord. Shout out, Jonathan. Jones. You know what? He light skin. He gonna be all right. He's he kind of light. He'll be all right. Yeah. He he's a chameleon. Uh, I think. He's a, <laughs> He didn't have a true offseason either that you want to no. give it to people. No. Um, those special teams. Uh we got Cole Atkins. I mean Avery hey. Atkins yeah. uh kicking off. I think we're good there. Mm-hmm. Uh we got our guy, our man's York Peppermint Patties. Hey York. Cool as a peppermint patty. With the bionic leg. I I think we're could he win a Groza? He should have won it. He should have won it last year. Because you kind of got to – your team kind of got to be iffy to win the Groza. 
Nah, man, it's bullshit. Let me tell you why. If Rodrigo, thick ass glasses, Blankenship can win some shit, my boy K York should have been one, man. Who kicks a field goal in the fog on at the swamp? At the swamp. And it was easy. Easy. Light. He had, he had room on that kick, man. Yeah, he was up the pole. Yeah, it could have been good from 66. Like who's uh who's the punter? I hear uh Avery Atkins might be trying to punt too. Nah, that's my boy from West Monroe, Peyton Todd, man. Come on. Okay. Todd, Todd, Todd. West Monroe. I even though I hate West Monroe, it's still North Louisiana 318. 318. Okay. So uh we got a dude on a, a backup kicker named Ezekiel, but it's not spelled traditional. I gotta hold on. I gotta see from? look like he's from California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He got a two-tone mohawk. Yeah. He ain't kicking for real. He's majoring in civil engineering. He know he ain't going to the league. Yeah. Uh, let me get back on top. Uh, okay, kick return, punt return. Are we looking at Trey, Trey Derek Stingley? What are we looking at? Trey Palm on kick return. Derek Stingley on punt return. Uh, hopefully this will help him get the highs. But I need him to return the kickback, a la Patrick Peterson, and uh, get his get his votes up for the highs. Man, we got to. I, I just want to see Trey Palmer in space, dog. Man, he ran like he's still in the hood, man. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a great thing when he get the ball in his hands, man. It's like he playing high ball. Like it's cool. It's cool to see refined runners. Yeah. But but to your point, that that the hood running dog. Man, it's only so many people can get away with that and be and be cold with it. Yeah. So the interesting fact, Trey Palmer is one of only eight players in LSU history to return both a kickoff and a punt for a touchdown in their career. Mm. Can you name how many of the mother eight can you name, bro? Bruh. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna say Eddie Kennison, maybe. Correct. Correct. Skylar Green, maybe. No. Damn. See, that's what I'm talking about. Punt return on the kickoff. Damn. Who else? Shit, you gotta start naming old white people. Billy Cannon. Yes, on the list. (laughs) Hey, I'm telling you, man. It's it's a couple of more. uh, Look, slightly current. Whenever in doubt with LSU trivia, just shout out Billy Cannon. You at least is going to get one yeah, 50-50 chance. <laughs> Unless it's like the first black player to play on the team or something. Exactly. Man. Look, it's either it's, it's, when you start thinking all white people that play LSU, it's Billy Cannon, Y.A. Tittle, uh, Casanova. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's about it. Dog. They did everything. They didn't broke all the records. It's them two. That's it. That is one cat we went to school with. Oh, damn. That we went to school with? Trenton? Yeah. Yep. Trenton Holiday. Trenton Holiday. I ain't know why. Man, I thought Skylar Green for sure did it. I know Xavier Carter didn't do it because he took a knee at the one. No, um, not him. He did steal that stuff out there. There's only one other name you would even know. The rest of these cats, I, I don't think. I don't know. Shit, I ain't going to put that on you, but I don't know. All right. What's the other one I may know? Just uh, say Kevin, Kevin Falk. Wow. The coach. 
You know what? I should have known that one. The other three cats is Kenny Cons, Sammy mm. Grazifi, and Pinky Rom. I don't they they must play before the TVs. I'm about to say that before World War One or something. They just, yeah, I don't know. I ain't even gonna Google them. Nah, they probably best friends with Hugh P. Long or something. Straight up. So yeah, we hit every position group for y'all. Now we're gonna get into yeah. something I, I was kind of tossing around here uh, in my notes. Uh, which freshman do you think has the biggest influence on the team this year? I'm gonna give me one offensive player and one defensive player. I've already shouted him out. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to say I'm going to make it quick. Offense, Malik Neighbors. Mm. Defense, okay. Mason Smith. And mm. I, could be, look, I could be wrong. Y'all don't put no way out. But this ain't DraftKings. I don't give a fuck. I ain't, if I'm telling you what I feel in my gut. And right now it's Malik You sound like, you sound like PMC, bro. That's how I, I feel. Just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, because look. You know how it is. You at the end of the season, people come back and saying, "I thought you said this." Mm-hmm. What, what happened with that? I ain't out there. Making, <laughs> I can't make the plays. <laughs> nah. So for me, I'm gonna go with one of the running backs just because TDP and Emory haven't seemed to Smart. put a stamp on everything. So I'm gonna go with Corey Kiner. Yeah. Um, I just I just hear that name a lot, and I feel like you know running back is the easiest position to kind of transition to. And from high school to college, um, defense. I'm, I'm gonna take a stab. At, I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say Major Burns. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I feel like he got a lot to prove. You know, he yeah. probably should have came to LSU initially. Didn't do it. And, you know, I hear that he he's been making a lot of noise in practice. He, he's already kind of become a bit of a vocal leader, which is rare for a freshman. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a you that know, Todd, Todd, Todd Harris has a lot of injury issues too, so you know, I can see him get on the field. Man, you be doing your research, man. That's some good ass answers, <laughs> man. You want Ali <laughs> Brusar? I still don't want Ali Brusar, but I hope God blesses him in many ways, dog. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some I, football focus stats yeah. on. Now, this second one, I, I, I'm going to give you two parts. Uh, which senior has the most to prove and which senior has the most impact? Let's do offense and defense for both of those. Okay, the most to prove. I already said it, Austin Deculus, man. Austin Deculus, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with any of the linemen. Uh, yeah, mean, yeah. The, and then what was the other part? The mo- most, most impactful. Most impactful. Yeah. Senior. Ah, oh, man. Um, damn, I'm gonna go Liam Shanahan. Okay, because like you said, the offensive line, the center is the one that makes the calls too. You know, yep. so for all of them to be on the same page, I need him to, I need him to be able to command that. So I think okay. he'll be able. But yeah, for me, I think most impact. I I got the same Shanahan. I mean. For the for obvious that same obvious reason he's a center. Uh, most approved. I'm gonna go with uh, Ed Ingram, man. I, I think mm. Ingram has been the most talked about lineman. Um, you know, we always keep hearing about he's about to have his breakout season, and I, I think it's about that time. I think he want to make that money. If he want to make yeah. that money, yeah. he gotta he gotta step up this year, man. I think he needs to, you know, have his Lyle Collins year, his uh. 
Uh, who else made some money that one year? Uh, ah, I'm John a blank. 2019, 2019. Uh, Badour Traylor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's one of them type of cats. He can move up. I can see him being drafted by a team like the Steelers or something. You know, mm-hmm. so, or, uh, the Seahawks are fun of LSU linemen as of late. So, yep. You know, what about on defense, uh, singers? Huh. The most to approve. Yeah, we got a lot of singers on defense. Damone Clark, man. Shit. Mm. Come on, man. Get Number 18. Come on. Come on now. Come on, Bob. What about most impact, man? Most impact as a senior. Ooh, we don't have many seniors on that side of the ball that. I don't know, bro. You got Anthony, you got Farrell, you got I'm Logan. Say, I'm going to say Allie Gay. I'm going to say Allie Gay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like he's a leader. And I think yeah. he's gonna have the most impact on on that team. And you win a you win or lose in the trenches in the SEC. And so True. True. we 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 gotta have improved play on both sides of the ball there. I mean, even though we had our issues last year in the secondary and all that stuff, part of that was on the defensive line too. So yeah, see hooking up and uh being a consistent, consistent threat on the edge. Okay. Uh, for me, most approved, I'm going with Glenn Logan. Uh, Ooh, this yeah. guy, uh, he's he's been a staple on the team for a while, but, you know, injuries and just never can't quite get the curl. Uh, yeah. So let, let's see if he can make a name for himself and, again, make some money. Um, talent always been there, but let's see if he can finally put it all together. Most impact? Uh, the senior, I'm gonna go with Micah Baskerville, man. Um, that's a cat who he made plays, bro. Like it never was flashy. It just yeah. it was where he was supposed to be at all times, man. So I think is he's one of them cats. He's not gonna win no awards, nothing like that. But I think he's gonna be one of them just super solid LSU linebackers that just finds a way to the ball every time, man. Yeah. Man, you be making some good picks, man. That's what I'm saying. You like the Reese Fowler. You know? <laughs> I be sitting there like, damn, I made a good pick. And then you say your picks, I'm like, shit. Hey, man. shit. But I, I, I'm just, I'm just all common sense. I don't know. I ain't got the in-depth knowledge as you, my brother. But you know, man, who knows? Man. We could both be wrong. We both could be wrong. We'll find out. Some of y'all just y'all tune in and listen. Find tune out. Tune in. Wrong. Tune in. So next week, we're going to hit y'all with an in-depth breakdown of LSU versus UCLA. Yeah. Um, I've been watching highlights and catching some – Some I watched USC, UCLA. I'm, I'm trying to get y'all ready for uh, – what's his name? Dorian Robinson. Dorian what? Thompson Robinson or something. DTR. Dor- oh, he, he got a nickname, DTR? Yeah, they call him DTR. Hey, real quick, though, before we get out of here, uh, best name on the team. I forgot about it. that's one I want to talk about. Best best name, nickname. Give me two. Pig. Pig Cage. That's who I was gonna pick. Damn. Why well, is his name Pig? Uh, I guess he's greedy, man. I don't know, but Pig, I love Pig Cage. And uh always like Major Burns, man. Major Burns, uh, that's, Major. A, that's a cold ass name. That's, man. Just a, that's just that's intense. I love it, man. Damn. Close, close uh, honorable mention, Navatik. 
Okay, bud. But and uh yeah, man, but you know, every year LSU has some unique names, man. Shout out to your Sandoff, man. Mm-hmm. I'ma go with Messiah. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. Okay. Messiah uh for Inus. For Inus. Yeah, yeah, he like a walk on. Yeah, he he from Houston. <laughs> yeah, I uh, saw that name too on the roster. Yeah. That's I don't even know what he you know what? Now I gotta see what he looked like. Hold on. He got, he got yeah. black, right? Got P, black. K, P. Cage is the best one, man. Yeah, P. So. Cage. That's that's the new Greedy <laughs> Williams, dog. <laughs> For the first name and the last name to go together like that, that's that's, that's yeah, cool. man. Shout out to his his people, dog. Yeah. Um, damn, there was one more thing I was gonna get into, man. Uh, well, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. While we still got this the CBS contract, who? Which player on the team is going to have that one story that gets repeated over and over, week in and week out, by uh, Gary Daniels and uh, well, Vern ain't calling the games no more. But yeah, man, Ooh, you know, you know how they love to tell them same damn stories yeah. on uh, on CBS every week. Who, which, which, which player on the team gets to that repetitive story, man? That's tough because they all, you know, everybody has a story these days. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I don't know, man. They'll probably go with uh, I know Bug Strong just had a kid, so they might go with that. I don't know. Nah, you know what? They're gonna talk about Brad Johnson and Max. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna that, wear that. That's, out. A, that's a layup. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna show yeah. the Super Bowl picture eight million times. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna get tired. Uh, I think Mike Jones is another one. Um, yeah. they're going to talk about how he played in a championship for one, you know, Clemson and now yeah. he's with LSU. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some Mike Jones references if if anybody is hip. They're I think gonna I'm going to count on ESPN to come with the Mike Jones references. I don't think CBS oh, yeah. is going to yeah. CBS not, but uh, I can see Todd, Todd, Todd McShay. The SEC network going to do it, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know LSU fans are. Oh, for sure. Let them make a big play. It's only popping after that. I mean, I think if the Derek Stingley uh, uh, Heisman uh, bus gets gets cranked up early, you know, you're mm-hmm. gonna hear a lot about his daddy and you know his his uh, high school uh, legend stories. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they know enough about them, though. So I think it's going to be, you know, they're going to be trying to put some more stuff out. They didn't oh, what about the what about the Jack Besh uh, family tree stories you're going to hear about? If he uh, if he gets on the field quite a bit. He gonna, yeah, he's going to be on the field. So, yeah, they're going to do him, too. Because, I mean, they used to do Jacob Hester was related to, uh, to uh, damn, I forgot to do name that fast. Quarterback for the Steelers back in the day. The one that Ooh, won Neil O'Donnell? Nah, the one that won all the Super Bowls. Terry uh, Bradshaw? Yeah, why well, can't you remember that nigga? <laughs> I forgot he's from Louisiana. Duh, I could. You could ask me about any black quarterback, and I named James Shaq Harris. Duh, <laughs> I'm rattling their names off. But Terry Bradshaw, I keep looking at him and thinking about Hulk Hogan because they got the same male pattern baldness. Yeah, I couldn't get his name out for nothing. Oh man, hold on! This is my favorite name right here, Lane Blue. 
from Chatham, Louisiana. I like that name too. Yeah, that sounds like a, a R&B. Nah, sound like a barbecue joint. What's the name? <laughs> Lane Blue. Yeah, that's yeah. He on the barbecue joint for real. Rib tips and shit. <laughs> yeah, Major Burns and Pig Cage are two best names. Let's let's be honest. Um, but anyways, yeah. So next week we're gonna hit y'all with this this UCLA preview. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have some in depth analysis on what type of offense UCLA is running. We're gonna give you a couple of key players, um, yeah. a couple of key matchups to look out for. Uh, we're gonna talk about Chip Kelly. Uh, yeah. We're gonna talk about Jake Peets and Durante Jones, what they might have in store and shit. We gonna get y'all right. We gonna have y'all. We gonna have y'all sounding real smart at that at that water cooler, man, or on your Zoom call, whichever one is gonna be. For sure, get your shit together. Yeah, man. Wear your mask. Um, get your shot if you think if you see fit. Um, yeah. stay safe out here, folks. This, yeah. this Delta variant is, is is running through people, man. For real. Get it's, your it's shit looking- together. Yeah, man, it's looking like uh, Kevin Falk in the 90s, dog. You better watch out. (laughs) (laughs) On top purpose. Come on, man. It's looking like Cecil Collins in his prime, dog. (laughs) Sneaking up on you. (laughs) (laughs) We about to get out of here, man. So for the Can't Call It crew, it's your boy, J. Kill. It's your boy, J. Wright. We're going to holler at y'all later. Is up. Yeah.